Welcome to the Learning Exchange, where L&D and HR professionals can dig deep into the ever-changing landscape of online learning and talent development. Each episode, we'll explore innovations in learning and discuss best practices with special guests from inside and outside the learning world. L&D is evolving, and the Learning Exchange is here to help you keep pace. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Learning Exchange. On this episode, the impact of change on our learners. Recognizing the impact that change can have on our employees' ability to learn is something that we all fail to do at times. Whether it's because we're just moving at warp speed, maybe we're juggling numerous priorities, or maybe we're just simply trying to manage the process of coping with incredible amounts of change in our own individual worlds, it's something that we just can't continue to neglect. When we consider that change has been top of mind for 100% of the world's population over the last 18 months, and also that we're continuing to experience what I would call change whiplash, it's important to understand and recognize that this can have a huge impact on the ability of our learners to actually learn. In addition to recognizing that this is a real thing, a real problem, we also have to find ways to accommodate this as we go if we want to be able to sustain the learning and the ongoing transfer of knowledge in our workforce. Now, think about just something as simple as training compliance. Did I do it? Did I not do it? We've had conversations for years that this is not a viable measure of whether or not learning took place, whether or not knowledge actually transferred and can be applied on the job. We have to consider in many ways uh, the different elements that are at play as people navigate the change curve and really begin to understand how these things might be able to impact learning. Um, There are several different change models. And in my my discussion today, I'm really going to hone in on five different stops that someone might make along the change curve and hone in on the considerations that we might need to make as it relates to how these things might impact our learners' ability to learn. First, we need to consider those learners who might be in the denial category um, on the journey to change. Oftentimes, we first stop at denial. If we ignore it, it just means uh, it's not going to happen, right? We'll just continue to put our head in the sand. Eventually, the change will pass us by. Um, At this stage, it is highly likely that there will be zero engagement with learning, even if it's mandated. And if you are able to force them to take the training, you can pretty much guarantee they're not going to retain much. Next, um, if we move through denial, we get to a place oftentimes called frustration. And in this place, my mindset is more around, I just, I can't believe that they're doing this. Why don't they think about our perspective? It just keeps happening over and over and over again. I'm pretty sure we can identify those who might be in that frustration um, station on the change curve. And at this stage, I think that you will likely start to see forced interaction Um, meaning we're going to mandate training and people are going to show up to do it because we told them they have to do it, but very little adoption when it comes to voluntary training. 
And typically when people are forced, they are not showing up with open hearts and open minds, which means the amount of stuff that's going to stick with them is likely very little. Um, after we get through frustration, we might move into depression. Maybe we settle in and uh, try and, and start to wrestle with what does this change do to me? I, I don't think I could take another change. It's really difficult. I'm already struggling. They're just piling more on. I can't see through all the noise. It feels too heavy. It's overwhelming. This one is very similar to frustration um, in that you're going to see some of the same signs and struggles as it relates to learning. I might be more likely to check out the learning as it may offer a ray of hope if it's marketed appropriately, if you're communicating and building up the uh, the awareness campaign around the learning to make it more appealing. You might be able to catch hold of somebody in this depression stage, but the likelihood of learning retention is going to be pretty low, uh, again, because most of the activity here is going to be forced through mandates. Then we move into acceptance. And this is where, at a minimum, where we really need to try and have people in order to have a shot at getting the learning to really take hold. In the acceptance stage for change, my mindset is more around, okay, so I, I realize this is going to happen whether I like it or not. Um, I guess it's time for me to learn more about it. And at this stage, I think voluntary engagement with learning starts. Um, where we see voluntary engagement, we do expect a high likelihood for knowledge transfer. The mind is generally more open to receiving the content, but it's still very, very cautious uh, at arm's length. So uh, there is a, I'll soak it in, but I'm going to need for somebody to activate my trust sensors before I commit to it uh, because I don't want to overinvest. I'm accepting that the thing you told me that's going to happen and it's, I, I can't stop it. Um, doesn't mean I have to like it. Um, here at this stage, even though the mind is more open to receiving the content, we really do have to find ways to instill confidence and connect the dots. And then the last stop on the change curve is when we see someone move into commitment. Now, this is the ideal place. If someone is sitting in the commitment stage, uh, highly likely they will voluntarily engage with learning. They will learn what we need them to learn and even influence others to hopefully get into the same place. Um, in this commitment stage, plain and simple, I'm fully on board. I'm willing to commit and support the change and become an advocate. When employees are facing any of these stages, aside from acceptance and commitment, it will severely impact their ability to connect with learning. When we have to think through that really carefully. Um, we oftentimes make some very big assumptions about our audience that they're all in the same place at the same time. They're all entering with the same level of knowledge. And um, even if that were true, they're not going to be in the same place mentally uh, or emotionally or even physically. Uh, it's 2021. It's a pretty crazy world out there. And there are things every day that cause someone to move through this change curve at very rapid pace, um, oftentimes being in several different places on the curve relative to several different changes that might be happening at the same time. So it gets pretty complicated. We have to consider all these complexities regardless of their location. Um, 
right? That that makes all the difference in the world as well. Um, some people are going to be on site. Some people are going to be in a virtual remote environment. Some people um, started to see the hybrid model uh, come to be over the last six months. In addition to that, we're seeing even more urgent need to revisit and refocus our efforts on new hire immersion, especially as we consider the increase in movement caused by people who are exiting their jobs or their companies due to disagreement with the workplace safety and return to work strategies, along with a whole host of other considerations. So the long and short of it is change is everywhere. We need to be thinking about how change affects people's ability to learn and really absorb what we're asking them to absorb. And then keep in mind that we can't just be focused on the people that are working for us today. People are moving all the time from company to company. We're seeing that accelerate more and more. So we have to think about how do we prepare ourselves to also scope in the level of change management consideration that's needed when somebody's coming into my company for the first time in a very volatile environment, in a world of uncertainty, and keep adding more and more to that equation. It gets really complicated. So in order to do this, we really see a pivot over to the skills conversation, um, understanding the core skills that are critical, how to assess for competence within these critical skills, and understand how to help people navigate to increase level of competence and knowledge. In addition, we have to think, again, about two different groups, the group that works for us today who's navigating the change in our company along with us, and those who are entering from the outside, coming from a different place with different perspectives, even more complicated than just the standard new hire training. Um, the layers are becoming endless. So... I'm not going to go too deep in that skills discussion. It, it could be a three-hour discussion easily. So I'm going to save that for a future podcast. But just know that skills is a place where we can put some thought and attention to help us navigate all the things I've talked about today. Two other thoughts that I have to wind us down. First is really around the mobile strategy. So how do you think at your company about mobile technology as part of your learning strategy? Uh, if it's not something that you're talking about or using today, it's something you really should be thinking about. With all the disruption, it's time to ensure that you are taking every possible chance to connect with your learners wherever they are, um, which ultimately means that we have to think about somehow navigating the mobile conversation. When we do this, it's magical what can happen. It's very, very simple. And oftentimes we overlook this as a benefit of mobile, but it can really reduce the amount of friction and increase the likelihood of knowledge transfer. So when we think about meeting our learners where they are, um, involving personal devices, mobile devices to really extend the level of flexibility that someone has with regard to learning, it gives them an opportunity to put at least one foot in the driver's seat so they feel like they've got some semblance of control in this experience, which can make all the difference in the world. And the, the last tip here, when we think about just helping to navigate change for our learners, try to think of as many ways as possible 
to enable your learners to apply things more readily in real time. Find ways to look at your content and shift away from anything that falls into a memorization activity and find more ways to incorporate things that can shift the mind from that memorization place into a, an application space, really create that curiosity and that natural connection that builds the bridge. In order to do this, oftentimes we can just involve storytelling. Um, we could use real business problems that our actual learners are facing to help us really connect them to the content. If the learning audience that you have to serve is really diverse, look at whether or not you might be able to segment them into smaller groups and try to bring some scenarios that are really going to resonate with each of these groups to help drive that connection. Times are, times are wild right now and change is everywhere. And if you're not seeing the kind of performance that you hope to see as it relates to the outcomes of your learning, perhaps it's time to consider the effect that all of the change that's everywhere is having on your learner's ability to learn. Thank <laughs> you.